Welcome or welcome back to Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am one of your hosts, Sarah McGregor. I'm your other host, Chris Sharp, and I just smiled, but you guys can't see me, so hey. Yes, and Smiling Chris is here. We're both here, and today we are recapping a two-part episode. We love these. Season three, episode four and five, titled Pride, but as you know, every two-part episode for the most part. Before we get into our usual segment of trivia for Terry, I think we're going to take a moment to include a trigger warning Woo, child. this episode because it covers sensitive topics in a very problematic way. <laughs> so as we know, Degrassi goes there. It's why we all watch. This week at Degrassi, we see a significant display of homophobia within the primary storyline. We're not going to use any clips, which include displays of homophobia, but we will be discussing content surrounding the topic. As always, our goal is to be as unproblematic as possible, but obviously Chris and I, nope, I'm Chris, Terry and I are human, and sometimes we make mistakes, so, um, but like for the record, we're, we're like not homophobic or anything, but like bitches make mistakes. So in case we do, feel free to take, well, no, not in case we do, feel free to take a break this week, and if we hear something that's like rubs you the wrong way, we say something fucked up on accident, let us know so we can learn better, know better, and hopefully do better in the future yes and if this isn't your episode to listen to totally understand i think we're going to be able to get a get the look from this episode because we get a really iconic outfit from manny that i already found online so you can always visit our instagram which is some iteration of below the dot uh to Mm -hmm. see manny's outfit so you know join us there if you can't listen to the rest of this episode all right good deal are you ready for some trivia Yes and no, because I know you're going to pull something that I have no clue. (laughs) All right. First of all, I have four questions because it's a two-part episode. What hockey jersey is Marco wearing? Is it the... Is it Maple Leafs? Good job, Toronto Maple Leafs. What time is Snake's doctor appointment? Oh, my God. Is it 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock? 4.30, the same night he made this man get into the doctor so quickly because again look girl i just told you i'm trying to go to urgent care i mean honestly the reason i couldn't go tonight was because of my schedule child had the nerve to have gymnastics class but still <laughs> i don't be getting into the doctor as easy as snake did and they got universal health care right I, that's a good point i have an appointment like my annual uh next friday and i made that in the beginning of august so girl <laughs> and then i made an appointment for my doctor and I couldn't get in it for like two weeks till the end of the month. And then she canceled and they pushed her back and then she canceled again. I think her whole family died of COVID. I mean, they're alive, but like, I think it took them out for a minute. And yeah. So, I, and then also just want to say that within like the same six week span, my daughter's doctor also canceled her doctor's appointment because she too had COVID. But the point is you have to make these things in advance. And then things, be- when you make schedule things so far in advance, things come up. It still doesn't and work. So- right. Right. So, and that is how that went for me. So it was crazy to me that he got in the same night at 4.30. Why did Marco need to leave his date with Hazel, the coolest girl in school? (laughs) 
I, you know, what's funny is I watched this and the only part I got was no, I know it's because of his mom's okay. pasta sauce, but <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I, I feel like I missed him saying it. Like, did he say he was going home for dinner? Cause his mom was cooking. <laughs> Not me hitting you back with <laughs> All I know is that Spinner was like, your mom's pasta sauce. That's yeah. All I know. As I think yeah. we referenced in a, like an earlier episode. We definitely did. I got that part and I was like, wow, what did he say? But at that point, yeah, I wasn't girl. going back. No, I have no idea. And I'm never going back either. <laughs> How much money does Snake raise for the Spirit Squad? Is it. Mm, I have no clue. I want to say $300, but is it more than that? $3,000? $250. Oh, I don't, I'm over here thinking he got the really big bucks, but go off. Mm-hmm. right i would have thought it would have been more but anyway <laughs> i guess they're kids all right so just a side note um you, i know we have to have your tidbits but i want to say this before i forget i don't have a lot of clips in this episode because both our plots are really depressing and heavy and mm-hmm. so i have like one and i think you can probably guess what it is anyway tidbits. <laughs> That's a good segue into this because I was going to say, did you realize that this is one of the only heavy episodes we've seen so far where plot A and plot B are both difficult to like watch? Girl, because like plot B is usually a palate cleanser, right? Yes. With nothing relevant going on. It's like you're going between Craig is experiencing physical abuse by his father and JT is taking Paige on a date and making jokes about cheerleaders, which I don't think was the same matchup, but like that is pretty much that's usually the pairing i forget which episode jt took Paige on a date but basically that's like it was like super silly and this one's just like cancer and gay and homophobia it's terrible i was like watching it and i was like you know what as much crap as i talk about plot b most of the time i could really have used like a very simple plot b of like hazel trying to figure out what to wear you know like something like that linda skyler knew what she was doing yeah she had these episodes um and then my other question was nope that was the first one i asked already did you know that this was one of the most heavily edited episodes that aired on the end oh i bet it was i mean Mm -hmm. like it doesn't make any sense they say so many homophobic things but like again one of the things that pisses me off about that is that it's like when you censor it then we don't realize that it's homophobic right because like again calling people gay was just so normalized when I was in middle school. And I did have a friend here. who's definitely listened to this on mute, so she's not going to hear that I said this. Uh, <laughs> but I, I remember distinctly she was the one to be like, girl, you shouldn't say that. She had a very liberal mother who was just super woke and and definitely making sure that she was a non-problematic child. And I remember her saying that. It was like, mm, damn, bitch, you right. But right. like- if you don't ever get exposed to it to hear have this conversation, they're not necessarily teaching in school. They're not necessarily teaching it at home or there aren't situations that are evoking that kind of discussion. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks it was. And a- I didn't learn this. And well, OK, I actually learned this before the end. But <laughs> but not everybody had that friend. Yeah. Not exactly. everybody had that friend that was aware of that. But that's obviously what we're referring to is the. We'll get into it, but what Spinner writes on the wall about Marco is changed mm-hmm. from like a slur to just the word gay. And then I think they said that they cut off, cut out some of the scene of him like getting beat up and stuff like that. And that, which makes and sense. I remember seeing it for the first time and being like, 
Oh, he didn't just out him. He wrote a whole slur on that wall. Right. That's wild to me. And like, I had no, I, I mean, I, I missed it. So I had to go back and rewatch it. And I said, damn, like they was yeah. really just putting it all out there about like, yeah, they was just putting it all out there just like Manny. Yeah, true. And then because one can argue about that now if you're watching it, right? If you're watching the ends version where they're just calling Michael gay, like that's a fact. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that is how he identifies. At least that's how we find out he identifies. Um, but, but like, if you're watching it back in the day, you know, it's like not as heavy. You know, as that's a bad word. word. Right, right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, especially today, it's like, damn, that's foul for him to out him. But like, again, right. it's still a fact. So probably... Like, yeah, but then when you realize what he said, it adds a lot more weight to how Jimmy kind of calls him out and is like, damn, mm-hmm. you're going to write something about me being black next? And it was like, hmm, but now you kind of see it from a different perspective. If you actually watch it at in its truly, like, intended form. Yeah. And before we get into the episode, I just had this random ass thought because you were telling me about your friend with a liberal mom. I also still have a really good friend that had very liberal parents and shouts to them because we were in the car one day when we were really young. And I just remember her being like, you know, guys will try to call you a lot of things when you're older, but don't ever let them call you the C word. (laughs) And that has stuck with me to this day. And I told her this story recently. um, So I can really connect to that because I'm sure her mom probably told us many things about using that word in a different like in a way where it was supposed to offend people when that's not really nice. So I did learn these things from a friend with a very liberal mother. So shouts to her. (laughs) I learned from a friend who actually is going to listen to this, not on mute. She probably listened to it a little late. Um, Her mom taught us the value of having multiple partners to serve a different purpose for each. (laughs) I'll never forget sitting in the car. We were on the way to band practice. She had like three boyfriends and I think one boyfriend bought her nice things. Maybe another boyfriend, on nice dates and like the third boyfriend was good at hamster activity and bitch <laughs> oh i just know my poor friend was embarrassed because like damn icon though when you look at it now with hindsight icon man always an icon and she's also <laughs> she used to like i remember when she was like nearing the end of her time working and nearing retirement she would leave and go like watch movies during work, and like she was just she honestly she's living her best life. She don't even be living with her husband all the time, and it's just like this is a life that I want to see for myself. Right, and I would understand why I aspire. <laughs> Icon always since day one. So you learn a lot from your friends' parents that, and that's why it takes a village. It does. I love that. I don't want kids, but if I ever do, I hope to be that parent. <laughs> yes. Or just part of the village. Part of the village right? for people who do True. have kids. True. Um, yeah. You ready for our recap? Yes. This very sad and depressing episode. We can get into it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So in our A-plot opening scene, Ellie and Marco are joining Paige and friends on their trip to the beach. Dylan, Paige's gay brother, who has been mentioned a little bit throughout the last season, is driving the crew to their destination, and Marco is seated right next to him in the front seat. Ellie's giving major Wednesday Adam vibes with her whole attire, like the pigtail braids, even though she's got like red hair, she's wearing like black to the beach. It's giving Wednesday Adams. Right. Anyway, Spinner says he doesn't want to carry a bag. Also, I, I don't think this was in the first one either. I don't think this was in the original. Um, because it'll make him look 
And it says it'll make him look gay, but he actually used the word homo. And then mm-hmm. he, was, he tried to cover it up and be like, he was like, oh, I was talking about, and like Dylan kind of was plays on. He's like, oh, milk, right? Which I've never referred to milk as homo. Yeah, where does that come from? Oh, okay. So, and I wondered. So if you Google homo milk, Canada comes up. Interesting. So homo milk is short for homo. I wish can't read. Homogenize. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to say it, but I know what you're talking about. (laughs) H-O-M-O-G-E-N-I-Z-E-D. Don't fucking judge me. Whole milk. So whole milk. Uh, (laughs) And I guess it's it's Canadian. So that's why when he said, oh, you mean milk? That's why that's what what Dylan said. Because I would have never equated the two or made that connection. It's Canadian. That's why homo means milk. (laughs) I wouldn't have connected that either, but in this moment, and it's the first freaking moment out the bat, right? I'm just like, how fragile is Spinner's masculinity that he can't carry a picnic so basket? So much. So pathetic. Gosh, he's so irritating. And like, it bothers me because you're dating Paige, whose brother is so openly gay, and Paige is so openly supportive of it. I just, it, it wouldn't be me. It would not be me, okay? That is my brother. It's just very odd for me. Um, not a yeah. fan. And again, he can't, like, not that you should turn it off because you shouldn't really be with him when you think about it. But the fact that you can't even, like, turn it off in front of him is a red flag. Like, leave his mm-hmm. ass at the beach. Don't turn back, you know? Like, my brother just drove us here. And you're talking about a picnic mess and makes you look gay. Get over Wild. It. Right. Get out. Get out. Walk your little ass home. Especially when you think about all the things that he said on the, fu- like, anyway. Yeah. Back to plot B. Baby Jack has a cold and Christine is on edge because he's he has been struggling with sleep. Emma's also been struggling with sleep with her new basement accommodations. Snake also has a cold or he's sneezing and Christine... No, Baby Jack does not have a cold. He's just not sleeping. And when Snake has a cold, Christine is like, you need to get the fuck out because if you give Jack sick, I'm going to fight you. Yeah, he had so just it, gotten over a cold, I think. That it was. And so... um. Snake calls up Joey. He goes to go stay with him. That's a real ass friend because you know who would not let us go stay with her if we were sick? Your sister. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, <laughs> talk about the times too. Absolutely not. Like you quarantined for that. <laughs> Bitch, you gonna stay your ass in the basement with Emma. I don't know right. what you're gonna do. What you're not doing is coming to my home. Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> Ellie back at plot A. Ellie's annoyed because Spinner keeps referring to Marco or her as Marco's honey. She tells Marco, I'm not lying anymore about being your girlfriend this year. She is a new woman and she's trying to get herself a man. They're just gonna be friends, and I don't. I don't know. Understand why Ellie agreed to go on the trip in the first place? Because she does not like anyone. She's not spending time <laughs> with Marco. Like you, why are you here? Yeah, it's putting her in a really weird place still too. Because like I think we talked about this last week, but or recently because they had like really broke it off. But I guess we can see that Marco hasn't told anybody yet, and like you can understand why he hasn't told anybody yet because his friends are terrible. Not all mm-hmm. of them are spinner. But it's just like, why is she there? Like, she literally doesn't look happy to be there. She doesn't look like she belongs on a beach. <laughs> like, how does she end right. up going? Right. Like, anyway, no idea why Ellie is there. No one knows. Everyone else is playing volleyball together while Ellie is sitting off to her side. And Marco seems to make an attempt at getting to know Dylan a little better. Which, also, she cock-blocking for Marco anyway. Right. He, co- 
He compliments Dylan's serve. Dylan invites everyone to his hockey game, which becomes relevant later in this episode. Back at plot B, kind of, there's a lot going on. Ashley and Craig Mm -hmm. are making out on the couch when Snake arrives and cramps their moment. I love how just like openly annoyed Craig is with his setup. Jake Epstein, I think, gets um, praised a lot for his acting. I think this is a good moment. He's like, oh. So you come and infect all of us. <laughs> and Snake is like, oh, didn't expect to be spending your evening with old Mr. Simpson, right? And Craig is just like, not really. And it's, yeah. it's very relatable. It's it's very relatable. He's keeping it real. Yeah. Could you imagine like your teacher being at your house on a Saturday Girl. night? Like, And Girl. I'm sure that's normal for Joey and them because they're friends. But like when you're trying to freaking have the house yourself also. Why did anyone try to leave Ashley and Craig alone? You know what I mean? Like, why do people trust kids? You see, they shouldn't. Although, you know, Tyra Banks did teach us, if your kids have time to go to the bathroom, they also have time to fuck. (laughs) That was an episode. That That was 110% in an episode of Tyra. I'm over her. Damn, my legs are so hairy. Sorry, irrelevant. Anyway. Snake is playing video games with Ashley and Craig, and he gets super excited, which leads to him passing out, and then he has a bloody nose. There's really dramatic music in the background, and that tells us this is going to be a bigger issue than he's making it. He tries to brush it off, but Craig and Ashley look at him like, uh, yikes. That's creepy. Yet they didn't call anybody. I'm calling somebody, because this is not normal. You know what? My thing is that I probably would have texted and there was just no texting then because I absolutely would have texted Joey. I'd have been like, "Uh, your friend over here passing out and bleeding. I don't know what to do. Probably would have texted Emma. Probably would have texted Christine. There would have been a group chat about this man. Yeah. Words would have been exchanged on the low. Even in this day and age, I feel like I would have Googled like WebMD'd the fuck out of it. (laughs) I've been like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, they just wanted him out of there. So, to be honest, they probably weren't that concerned. Yes, where were we? Hang on, let me tell my my friend just texted me and said, just in case anyone was wondering, she doesn't know why people pose with their pregnancy tests, plural, all the time in pregnancy announcements. And I, too, have a problem with this, side note. And I'm letting her know, I also have a problem with them posing with multiple pregnancy tests, plural, (laughs) because, like, bitch, all you need is one test to tell you that you're pregnant yeah weird flex like keep that like i understand when people like scrapbook and crap like that like keep that for yourself if you really care that much but i don't know that you gotta post it yeah i mean there's literally pee in there anyway <laughs> um but you know people be selling pregnancy tests though that's you know what i believe it because people sell pee for drug tests so you know what if i were pregnant i would sell my pregnancy tests like you gotta make your money somewhere yeah, and somebody... You, how much can you get off of this? I don't know, but I'm sure there's somebody willing to use that shit to be spiteful to somebody else. And you, you'll drop a lot of money for that if you're petty like me. Not that I would do that, but you could be petty like me and have that idea. <laughs> Let's Google how much... Uh, mm, unfortunately, that does not warrant... Anyway, you know what? <laughs> Back to plot A. Dylan asks Paige about her friends. Lingering on Marco when Paige tells Dylan that Marco is with Ellie. He gives her an eyebrow because he's like, mm, no, girl. And reminds right. her that he dated girl- girls before he came out, too. 
Hazel and Paige seem to be convinced that Marco and Ellie are soulmates, so Dylan moves on and Kat calls some guys that run by. Spinner overhears and he says that being gay is gross. They should put everyone on an island, which is just... Jimmy kind of sarcastically tells Spinner that he thinks that idea is stupid. So he doesn't really like blatantly call him out, but it's just mm-hmm. like, are you fucking kidding me? You're so stupid. Yeah. And it's just like, in these moments, what does that have to do with Spinner? Like, again, this has absolutely nothing to do with you. They're not catcalling you because you're not that cute. You look and- dusty. And I'm so glad Marco tells him that one day. He's like, mm, you're not right. even that cute. Like, do, have you seen you? And then, anyway. But yeah, it's just like, you. he can't even, like, try to not be homophobic. It's wild. Right. So they're roasting food on a fire. The day looks just very cold. Like, it looks like what I would think a Canadian beach day looks like. It's cloudy. True. Was there even any water or was there just sand? Like, <laughs> anyway... Um, Ellie's Spinner tells Marco to get closer with Ellie for which he does and Ellie gets really annoyed with Marco and forces which forces Ellie and Marco to basically say we're not together anymore Dylan stares longingly at Marco after Marco walks off to sit at the rocks Dylan follows to provide comfort the next day Spinner is minding someone's business who's not his own super shocked that Ellie and Marco broke up and Paige tells Dylan tell spinner which not sure why she didn't keep this to herself you know your boyfriend hates gay people right yeah she wasn't thinking a lot this episode like one that shouldn't be your boyfriend but two just not something you should disclose to this guy of all the people people. that you could say it to it's also not your business yeah but you know what i would expect her to tell him things that aren't her business but like you know your boyfriend hates gay people Mm -hmm. that's true to yourself Anyway, so she's like, I think Dylan thinks Marco's gay. And Spinner's like, no, no, he's not. I don't know why he's so worried, but it's because he's not right. okay. Marco gets to school. He's wearing a hockey jersey and all of his friends call him on it. They're like, sir, you don't even like hockey. Mm. Which, anyway, Spinner takes it a step further and quizzes Marco on hockey knowledge. I thought it was funny because I think he asked him a question um, about another racist thing. He quiz. He's like, yeah. So, what do you think about the trade to like the the Redskins, which I think oh, has no. now been changed. It's, it's DC's team, so they have since thankfully changed their name. But at this point mm-hmm. in time, they were still called the Redskins. And he asked him about that, and Spinner and I, I heard that, and I was like, isn't that a football team? But what do I know? <laughs> Apparently, a lot because it is a football team or it was a football team. That is exactly what Spinner was doing to trip Marco up, and Marco basically had no idea. He's like, "Oh, I think that was a great trade," and Spinner's like, "That's weird because it's football. You dumbass." <laughs> He's annoying because I wouldn't have known that, but still problematic. So this doesn't really knock Marco down much because when he sees Dylan, he's excited and he initiates conversation. As they're talking, Jay Hogart, which I think this is our first time seeing him. It warns is. Marco against dropping anything in front of Dylan, which he offensively refers to as a creative combination of Dylan's last name and the word homo. He calls him homo Chuck. I I hate children. They're so childish. And when you think about it, too, considering this is when we're first introduced to Jay and we're figuring out who Spinner really is, we're making this connection mm-hmm. early. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you'll Makes find sense. out you know, why they click because they're literally the same person in this episode. Dirt bags. 
So Dylan then drops the book and they play this really dramatic music in the background. So it was like a flex, but I don't really get what kind. Because then I think Dylan ends up picking up the book or Mar- I don't I don't know. I didn't get it. Marco is impressed nonetheless. He gets it. And then he picks right. up the book and they share a moment. Back to Emma and her family. Craig sees Emma and he tells her, I'm concerned about Snake's illness. But how do the children know to be concerned? But none of the adults. L- kicking him out the house. Like... <laughs> She said, you better get your sick ass off the house. The ma- my man has cancer. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Joey just Jack, going on a date. Jack is not catching cancer, but I guess you don't know. Right. Uh, Manny asked Snake to help him in a silent auction to generate funds for the spirit squad. Emma finds Snakes to tell him, I'm worried and you need to make a doctor's appointment. Wild not going to the doctor in a country when you have universal health care, but here we are, just like overall jealous. Also, did you know that they'd be paying up to like 33% for um, maternity leave for like 18 months in that country? Somebody said it on Reddit, so I just took it as true. What? It might be like 55%, 33 I I know it's more than the 0% that I get in this right. country. <laughs> like, and the fact that no one here cares about us, but it's fine. <laughs> All right, so he gets really defensive, but he does end up making the doctor's appointment, so I'm glad to report that Emma was successful in encouraging him to do so. As I highlighted earlier, it was really miraculous because he didn't have to wait a month for the doctor's appointment. He can go just that evening at 4.30. As I said earlier, I've never called the doctor and managed to get a same-day appointment. I even have trouble going to urgent care. Also, it'd be like a whole ass emergency. It's like you don't get to go see your doctor. You have to either go to the ER or it's it's a hot ass mess. It's a hot mess. And, and I was don't don't go to the ER talk because they will bill you seven to ten months later with even more money than you already paid. I'm still paying for an emergency visit from last December. Girl, crazy. That's wild. And I had no choice because called my doctor and she had no availability for a month. And it was something that I was like, well, I can't go to urgent care because I went to urgent care and they didn't know what the hell was wrong with me. So I literally was like, let me go to the ER. And I slid out of there when they gave me the hospital bill, hoping they didn't need me to pay it right then and there, but I'm still getting bills. Oh my God. And that's so insane. I just think like, I literally think about how grateful I am that my, regardless of whatever they do, my ER visits are $200. Because they did a whole, I would have to go last, or I had to go when I was pregnant and I had the degenerating fibroid, which by the way, worse pain than a C-section in case anyone was wondering. I was watching some story about, it was one of those real housewife shows. It was like a clip on Twitter and some black woman was talking about how she had really bad pain from a degenerating fibroid and they didn't want to give her pain meds because obviously pregnant. And she was like, it was just so bad. And she claimed that it like initiated preterm labor or something. I, I honestly didn't listen to it, but can vouch that a degenerating fibroid was worse pain than a c-section that's and that's a whole ass fucking surgery so that's crazy to me it was horrible but yeah so i had to go to the er so i had to do whatever fucking like scans they can do when you're pregnant and all these tests and ultrasounds and shit because you know they can only do so much because they don't want to kill the baby or whatever and that shit came out to two hundred dollars and a bitch was grateful for that and that's fucking sad that's sad. Girl, right, right. Because it shouldn't be that. <laughs> we did here. If you can't tell. These Canadians and their health care. <laughs> it's wild. It's like, it's mocking us at this point. Because this is even in the early 2000s. So I'm sure exactly. it's only improved. 
Exactly. And like, I, I don't know. Can some Canadians come through and just tell me maybe like it's not as good as it looks? Maybe like just like, well, maybe feel a little bit better. I don't know. Right. They probably lie to us. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and back to our plot. <laughs> this bitch needs a doctor right now. <laughs> I don't know if I said it on here, but I'm convinced that I have strep throat. Which is not accompanied by a cough, but like I had to take a little. Of my anyway, y'all don't care. Back to plot A. Um, I notice at this moment, where the hell is Terry? Did she get left at home because she doesn't have a man? Like, where where she been at? They like really set this bitch up to succumb to poor Rick. But anyway, then I realized that Jimmy and Hazel were not together yet, right? Either. <coughs> oh, child, where's my water? Oh, it's on the floor. Anyway. So Spinner is trying to set Marco up with Hazel on a double date with him and Paige. He still needs to mind his business. He's not. Paige and Spinner are at the dot with Marco and Hazel, and they seem to be having a pretty good time laughing when Hazel invites Marco to see a movie together. Marco suggests getting another drink to break the tension, but when he bumps into Ellie, he gets super uncomfortable and he leaves. Spinner is so pissed that he follows him to ask Marco for his reason. We are finally treated to our iconic scene within the fandom. You just walked out on a date with one of the grass's coolest girls for your mom's pasta sauce. Turns out Marco didn't leave the date for his mom's pasta sauce, though. He did it because as he admits to Spinner, the worst people of all people to admit this to. Right. That he is gay. And I'm not blaming Marco because honestly, you know, be gay. You better tell tell the world about it. But. Unfortunately, we find that Spinner was truly the worst human on earth. I I don't I don't think we see any level of redemption for him until like maybe Friendship Club season six. But at this point in time, season three, he's the scum of the earth. Yeah, and as we know, I maybe he said it to Ellie. I don't know, but this is the first time like Marco was saying this shit with his chest. You know what I mean? Like he's literally like, I think I figured it out. Like this is the reason. And it's again to the worst person possible. That would easily make you retreat and not want to tell anybody else, which mm-hmm. I hate for Marco so mm-hmm. much because he deserves so much better and just a friend that's actually a friend and will let him be who he is because it has nothing he's not trying to date spinner as we'll say a million times like right spinner he does not want you 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 but yeah and him like forcing, he does right he's literally forcing his agenda for marco to be quote unquote straight which is so weird to me like i yeah i can't get over that this episode it was so frustrating to watch someone want something for someone but like with the worst intentions you know what i mean mm-hmm so Spinner then angrily walks away and we walk into Snake at the doctor's office as he receives some blood work. The doctor is concerned about the results and he suggests a bone marrow biopsy. Snake is like, damn, oops, I might have cancer. And cue the dramatic background music. The next day at school, Marco approaches Spinner to ask if he's told anyone. Spinner acts as he has no idea what Marco's talking about, basically forcing Marco to say it again then Spinner taunts him about it. He's like, maybe I did tell him. Maybe I didn't. And again, I say in my notes, I want to say this is as the worst that Spinner gets, but season four, episode seven, it's not. Anyway, he's just being pretty vile and it's really difficult to watch because you really like he's playing for what it's worth. Shane Kippel is playing his character real well. So he's he doing is. And this, you know what? This boy is acting. He is doing his job. So I'm gonna give Shane that. Yeah, because you hate him in this episode. Yes, like, you, you, you hate him. 
Mm-hmm. So Marco finds Jimmy and Craig discussing a secret that they got from Spinner, and he's worried that they know about him. But it turns out that it's actually about Paige's surprise birthday party. Love this continuity for them because they actually have a surprise party for her in a few weeks. Emma checks in on Snake to discuss his pending cancer diagnosis. She's clearly worried about him and suggests he goes home. But who's going to sub for his class? Not Mr. Radich. Snake says he's going to be bald like baby Jack after chemo. This is relevant because he offers to shave his head for Manny to raise more money for the spirit squad. He mostly remains in overcompensated good spirits and he makes several jokes pertaining to how he's not dead yet, which is great because in a few episodes, Christine looks at him and she's like, you are not dead yet, Archie. Put the damn shirt on. Really love that line. We're going to get there when we get there, though. Dylan gives Jimmy, Craig, and Spinner tickets to the hockey game, and Spinner says he doesn't want Marco going, lacing the F word here and there somewhere. I don't know. He claims that Marco and Ellie have plans and can't come, and then when Jimmy and Craig ask Marco about bailing during PE class, Marco's like, what the fuck? No. What? I was going. Also, I just said, what the fuck? That wasn't the F word that Spinner said earlier. When Sp- Jimmy and Craig ask, oh. Spinner then starts targeting Marco during the volleyball game. He hits him with the ball. It's He's doing his job well. Shane is doing a good job. It's really weird that he's okay with Dylan being gay and giving them tickets to his game, consistent with the, like, inconsistencies. But mm. he's not okay with Marco, who is his friend, being gay. That's okay. a good point. Later that day, or the next day, I don't know, Spinner is in the bathroom writing about Marco's sexuality on the boys' bathroom wall. In the censored U.S. version of this episode, he wrote Marco's gay, as we mentioned earlier. But in the OG version, he writes Marco is the F word. Both are wrong because regardless, he just outed his friend to the school. One word, he uses a damn slur. The other way, he just outs him. Jimmy sees what Spinner has done. And while I don't agree with comparing marginality, such as like race and sexuality, it's, I mean, this is what we do when we're 14, 15, 16. We're just like, right. On brand. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's like, damn, would you write something about being black next? I, y'all know I love my, me some Jimmy. Obviously, him grown up, not like now. I loved him when he was this age. Y'all don't have to be worried about me. But I just love his character. Because he basically just tells Spinner, you're a fucking idiot. Get the fuck over it and deal with it. Really should have dropped Spinner when he had the chance. Yeah, because he acts as like, again, probably not in the best. Like, he handled it the best way a 14-year-old boy probably could handle that situation, right? Like, still was being neutral because then he goes to talk to Marco right after and make sure that he knows he's invited. But it's like the guy from that Marco deserves because he's not concerned about Marco's sexuality because it has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. Hate them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco's telling Ellie that he doesn't want to go to the game when Jimmy shows up to encourage Marco to come. Marco tells him that he'll meet them there because Spinner and pizza don't mix, as we think we learned last season when he was eating that spray cheese. That is disgusting, <laughs> honestly. He's gross. <laughs> Ugh. Like, nobody wants you, Spinner. They're at the dot enjoying pizza, which... What doesn't the dot have on the menu? And Paige tells Spinner, get over it. Your friend's gay. Deal. He's like, I don't have to deal with it. I'm, And then he walks away. Marco has to walk through Boys Town to get to the arena. I'm really over here trying to, like, reminisce on my time being in in Canada for, like, two seconds. And, I mean, I guess. I was wondering I, if you went there. We did have to walk through... I guess what we call Boys Town. I don't know if we're still calling them. I know that in Chicago they tried to rebrand it, and I'm pretty sure people still wanted it to be called Boys Town. So whatever. If it has updated, let me know. But anyway, I'm pretty sure we walked through it. 
to my knowledge, when we went to go get a tattoo, I did not get a tattoo. My friend did. But I also might just be stereotyping because there were a lot of rainbow flags. Sometimes people just put up rainbow flags. So I don't I did not actually look to make sure. Um, with that being said, I don't think it was anywhere near the arena, but maybe Boys Town moved in the last 20 years. I don't know. It's possible. Um, but yeah, so he's walking through Boys Town by himself to get to the arena. He's wearing a really hideous fedora. Honestly, based on this fedora alone, he deserved to get his ass kicked. He did not deserve to get his ass kicked for being gay. He did deserve to get his ass kicked for wearing that fucking hat. Unfortunately, he gets approached by some guys who are looking to harass people for being gay. They're in Boys Town being on fucking dirt. I don't know. Up to no good. They call him the F word. They beat him up. Things in which I don't think were included in the original version as shared. Mm -hmm. I probably didn't see the extent of the way he was beat up. Um, I just love the way that at the same time, Jimmy's at the game just calling Marco. He's just like, where the fuck is he? Marco answers briefly to yell about needing help or something, but the call gets lost. They break up his phone. Jimmy is like, nah, this isn't cool. We got to go. So he goes and he gets, but by the time he gets there, the police are there and they're taking a report from Marco. He gives Marco this big old hug. Again, just love this. He did not deserve season four, episode seven at all. And it's just very sweet. Meanwhile, Snake raised some money, and so he's going to shave his head. Sheila shaves his head, and Emma watches with a sad look on her face. Manny asks Emma how she's offended her this time, which I found funny. She's like, how did I offend you this time, Emma? She's rolling her eyes. And Emma tells her about Snake's pending cancer diagnosis, which, honestly, like, I get that Emma was sad, and this is really hard for her, but I don't know. It's like, this ain't got shit to do with Manny and what she's doing. It's just like... Those are two separate things. But it's like she it's almost like she's trying to make her feel bad. Like Snake's got cancer. And it's like Manny didn't know that shit when she asked him to shake when he she asked him for support. Like, damn. Right. They also didn't know that shit, honestly, because they figured right. it out the same day. <laughs> right. And so when she approaches Snake later, Emma, she being the she, she finds out that it's official. He does have cancer. She's really scared, but Snake is like, I'm gonna try really hard to beat it. Yay. To our, our episode close, Marco lied about his the nature of his incident to protect his identity. He says he's not going to be anything anymore. He has no sexuality. He's not going after Dylan. He's not going after Ellie because, you know, she don't want his ass. He's like, Dylan, like, tries to comfort him a little bit later. And he's like, nah, like, I'm good. And he walks away, which is really sad because I just wanted him to have love and care. Jimmy is playing basketball with Spinner and Spinner makes another joke about Marco being gay, which is just wild. This man got his ass beat. And even if you don't know why he got his ass beat, it's fucked up. Like, yeah, so he's just mean. He's just so mean for no reason. Um, But Jimmy lets Spinner know, I don't think your joke is funny. And Spinner minimizes the fact that Marco got mugged. And he says that if Marco just would have walked to the game with them, this wouldn't have happened as if he did not try to uninvite him. Look, because he really tries to make it seem like it's not his fault, but you absolutely contributed to it. It just, like- it just be his fault. It just be his fault. I don't understand how anyone ends up being his friend in later seasons. The way is fuck him for me. Yeah. I, anyway. This is... Spinner in his villain era, for sure. Like, this is the start of it. 110%. Yeah, for sure. Like, because he's always kind of been, like, a little bit, like, of a goofy bully. But now he's like, you're just fucking vile. This is, like, and he just gets worse. Like, I think about, like, the ghost in the 
Ghost in the Machine episode, which is the season premiere of season four. It's a two-part episode. And he's just super mean to Paige in that episode. Or after that, there's an incident that happens in the episode. And he's so mean to Paige. And granted, what she did wasn't okay, but it's he's just very insensitive. And I'm so glad that in that season, she finds Alex, who's like, girl, your boyfriend fucking sucks. Like, it's you terrible. need to kick his raggedy ass to the curb. So he's just a villain. Season three, season four, season five, he's all, like, depressed, but, like, remorseful, whatever, and, like, sulking. And finally, I want to say we finally see some redemption. And I am just desperately waiting for this moment because... I want to punch this motherfucker in the face. I don't like yeah. him. I like him less than I like JT. And y'all know I can't fucking stand JT and his ugly ass teeth. There's no reason. His teeth are just fine. I am there's something wrong with me. <laughs> anyway, um Marco's in the bathroom at the same time as Jay when Jay makes a remark about him and Dylan being meant for each other. Then he sees what Spinner wrote on the wall about him just as Spinner conveniently enters the bathroom. Are we just all in the bathroom? Anyway, Spinner tells Marco that him being straight isn't the same as Marco being gay. And Marco should just stop being gay. Marco looks at Spinner in disgust and he tells Spinner that that he's just like the people who mugged him in the park. But Spinner's like, nah, I'm not like them. I just write slurs on walls and make and mock you and disinvite you and hit you with the volleyball. I would mm. never beat your ass, though. Like, that, mm-hmm. that was definitely just a step too far. I wouldn't do that. Um, okay. Um, and then the episode ends. Yeah. Like, again, you are the equivalent to the people. Because the truth is, if you could, you probably would. You already did, right? Because you already attacked um, already attacked Marco. But mm-hmm. you would do that if you saw a Marco walking down the street. Because you literally only like Dylan for whatever reason. Right. Exactly. Because he was giving you things. He gave you a ride. He gave you tickets. Like, you had access to things in which you wanted. And so you tolerated it. But you didn't like it. You didn't support it. You didn't understand it. You didn't take a minute to care you've been mocking marco for his the way he presents himself since you've known him mm-hmm. you've been calling him feminine you've been calling him marcy you've been saying he needs to go with the girls you've just been awful to him since day one You're and the only reason friend. you don't do this the only reason you don't do that shit to dylan is because he gives you access to shit yeah and honestly dylan probably would give him a run for his money and be his ass so there you go. yeah also that um for my episode moral i just think your actions speak volumes and if you're mean to your gay friends use homophobic slurs and out your friend in the bathroom at school you are not very different from people who target gay people intentionally and physical for physically violent attacks like i think that's a this is a really hard thing for people to accept it's just like if you create a culture which really just encourages that you are just as bad absolutely nobody ever people and people don't really they be like well i'm just quiet no girl silence is consent that's a problem gay jokes encourage gay slander which encourage gay violence or anti-gay violence um so all your little problematic fave ass comedians would be saying trifling ass shit i'm looking at you kevin hart like they not shit okay that's all i'm saying yes that's a very good moral you want to know what my moral was Snake has cancer. Spinner needs his ass beat. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
I know that's right. Damn, and he didn't never he did he ever get his ass beat? Right. He had some bad shit happen to him, but he did not get the ass whooping that I think he needed. Like I needed Jimmy to walk again just so he could beat the shit out of him. Honestly. Cause it's just like people like that just need one good time. You know what I mean? Like you just deserve one good ass whooping. Um but yeah, so that was my moral. But I did have some other notes just like that this is one of the first two-part episodes, you know, that we said deals with two heavier topics, but also one of the first two-part part episodes that the end covered. And I don't think they followed up with a different episode after. Like, the issues that were brought to our attention in this episode weren't resolved in the following episode. Like, it's they the first sure open-ended weren't. one, you know. I mean, Spinner is homophobic for so long. Right. And obviously, Snake has cancer. Like, he, he that's, unfortunately, there are no antibiotics for cancer. Yeah, and then in the same regard, like Marco came out in this episode, but I'm again, he's gonna retreat because of what happened to him before right. he's really willing to. You're right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that was and interesting. This, and this is why season three is so good to me because this is where things just get messy and loose and untied. Like you have like these budding love triangles, and then like honestly, even when it's like things explode, they don't they're not resolved. And I don't know if honestly that love triangle shit ever really did get resolved because I feel like Craig just got bounced around like a fucking ping pong ball between the two for a very long time. So yes, this is where it becomes, I mean, and again, like the reason why we like it is because it's relatable. Even if a lot of things will happen to the same characters, which is a lot what the people will complain about like Claire's existence. It was like too much shit happened to her. It's like, but it'd be shit that we relate to. Mm-hmm. it's realistic some in some sense of the word for her it, it, i get it it can be a bit extreme but in this situation <laughs> it's realistic. absolutely like your homophobic friends just being straight up homophobic like yeah you're not going to cure their homophobia in one episode your friends who are gay and uncomfortable with their sexuality they're not going to just suddenly become like oh yeah i'm gay now let's go to boys town just because mm-hmm. you're like it's cool to be gay and yeah. like these things are just messy and unresolved and really hard and then you get that and you see it on tv and you'd be like damn this is messy i love it and i live for this drama absolutely um yeah and this my last note is just this is why because it's realistic and we see the struggles that are gonna kind of come to fruition as we move forward i enjoy them introducing dylan the way they did because he was the first person for marco to see be like okay with their who they were and like stand up for it because he stood up to jay like jay didn't try him again you know what i mean so right that was important for him to see even though he's gonna spend some time before he's willing to come out again i think glad that he had at least dylan to set the standard for that you know yes yes second agreed all here for it and like and like i feel like marco's journey of coming and accepting himself but also kind of trying to make others accept him for who he is, is such a long journey. You know, it's it's like, it's not just, okay, I tell Ellie that I'm gay and I'm just gay. It's like, you know, I tell Ellie, I still pretend a little bit. I go back and retreat a little bit. Okay, I'm okay, but only really at school. And then, okay, well, I'll tell this person. It's just, it's very gradual and over time. And again, I think I've seen a lot of criticism about, the storyline for gay pit characters always centering around coming out. But it's like, I mean, again, like I said, I don't know every single teen drama, but I would say that 
when I was that age, I don't know how many gay characters we had at all on TV that were more than just a character of being gay, first of all. And then second of all, like, yeah, he should have more storylines. I think I want to say I can only think of him having like a gambling storyline that was not about his sexuality. But he and he may have had more, but I don't know. I feel like it was important for the time. Absolutely. But I'm not but I'm not gay. So if you are gay and you're like, no, we didn't need this. We actually had it here, here, and here and here. Feel free to email us at whatever it takes three eight five at gmail.com and let a bitch know. Read us. <laughs> do you have any other questions, comments, concerns before I do my next undergrassy? Nope. We can continue. All right, next undergrassy, Sean starts hanging out with the bad kids at school, which includes Jay Hogart which causes problems between him and Emma. Meanwhile, JT has been spending more time with Paige and the popular kids, leaving Toby behind. Someone else who deserved better? Toby. Like he did. I just, if we recall back to season one, when JT was being all homophobic about Ashley's dad and Toby's just like, you know, some people are just gay. And we just, we didn't give him the storylines, the character development, the girlfriend that he just mm-hmm. I mean, I guess at this point in time, he might still be with Kendra, but you know, R.I.P. because wherever the fuck she ended up. Barely, right. Spitter just goes from having a sister to not. Children actors are so flaky. I guess they deserve to not be actors anymore. Because, you know, as we saw from Jeanette McCurdy, as we reference all the time, they did that bitch bogus. And how else did she do bogus? Somebody else was talking about their time on, like, Disney Channel. And was it Selena Gomez? I I was just going to say Selena Gomez, but I didn't know if I was pulling that out of my ass. I think Selena Gomez said some things about basically being traumatized by her time as a child star and not having the kind of childhood. So again, I guess I respect the actress for Kendra if she decided to quit acting. To bounce, right? But if she kept acting and she just left Degrassi, then I have a problem, (laughs) sis. And let's talk about it. Maybe I can get her to come on the show anyway (laughs) we'll work on that that wraps this week's episode of below the dot podcast if you enjoyed your listen please tell a friend to tell a friend to hold you over between episodes you can follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok under some derivative of the username below the dot Please feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Also, just a note to the one person who messaged us and was like, I really hope the tattoo artist is on the show. Sorry to disappoint you and that it was not the tattoo artist. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airways this time next week, Degrassi Panthers. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.